0: Hello! 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 Wow! Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Man, we're getting these podcasts and we're cranking them out and having some great, great, great stuff we're covering. Uh, Earlier this week, Margie and I talked about uh, getting back from vacation and her travels to New Mexico and aliens and butt probes and all that fun stuff. But uh, today's episode, man, oh man what a doozy i'm not gonna well first of all i'm gonna fair warning it's a long one and we didn't even get through most of it Margie and i talked afterwards and we agree that we probably need to do uh three or four with this this guest eddie so um yeah so on on today's episode we've got uh a, a friend of mine i met in high school uh named eddie rodriguez he uh he's he was born in puerto rico um and he has one of the most amazing life stories like after high school of course because before high school, like you're a little punk, you don't know shit. But um, yeah, so we we pick up this podcast. We quickly connect after you know we rekindle the, the the pleasantries and everything, and then we go and start talking about what Eddie did from graduating high school on. And uh, I'm I'm not gonna lie, this is an interesting person. You know, Eddie has done a lot of stuff. He was uh, went went and uh, moved to Uruguay uh, as part of, uh, a detail for the U S embassy. Uh, but as a kid of somebody that was doing that, so he was just basically partying in Uruguay. Um, he does a lot of camping. He did a little seminary school. Uh, this guy has just got his complete insight on life. But today we primarily talk about his time in Uruguay, a little bit about, um, his is camping his camping expeditions and how he's how, what he's got you know basically on on the ready and and ready to go for camping and then we talk a little bit about seminary stuff and we talk a little bit about uh, a little bit about faith we, we 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 dabble we dabble in a little bit of the we're all three catholic and we have our own experiences with that so we touch a little bit about that nothing heavy um, but it was just an amazing podcast and and uh it just uh incredible story from eddie about you know his 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 early uh adult life and and what he's gone through from you know age of 19 to 40 uh, it's a uh, it made margie and i think and scratch i was like jesus christ what the fuck have we been doing anyways it's a good show. Um, again, shit's pretty heavy right now here in Texas. Eddie's in California. Actually, he's in Idaho now. But uh, he's, he's, he's right now in Texas, things are crazy with the COVID. Wash your hands. Uh, and we'll you know we'll hit the record button and I'll or I'll think I'll hit the record button and we'll talk for like an hour and then realize oh shit we didn't record <laughs> and it's bad when you're drinking too cuz then you're like oh no and then we keep talking and then that was a bad situation it's
1: like i forgot what we we're talking about yeah speaking up
0: <laughs> yeah i know i know i know anyways um, so margaret i was i was super excited eddie i have been talking you up like crazy just cuz i'm i'm still kind of like over-to-the-top excited about all the stuff that you've done in your life um so i I try to get margaret caught up but i realized i was like i don't want to ruin the surprise so like i want like wanted some some natural natural reactions from margaret margaret you're frozen i think (laughs) no no Guys here okay it's here anyways so um so, all right, so, so how do we, how do, Eddie, how do you want to do this? How do we want to, where do you want to, what do you want to start? You want to start with kind of telling us your, your after high school story, like we you told me yesterday?
1: <laughs> I mean, I can, yeah, I mean, we can do that. Yeah, uh, um, you know, well, first, know, try to,
0: yeah, go ahead, yeah, yeah.
1: It's going to, I'll give you the Cliff Notes version, you
0: know, so, <laughs> Yeah, why well, don't you, Cliff Notes, and we'll stop you if there's anything that we need to, like, get into de- detail about.
1: Yeah, yeah, so, uh, I mean, I like to think, you know, my, uh, so I'm from Puerto Rico originally, and uh, you know I was born and raised there. And we moved to McAllen, Texas, when I was 11. And you know I met Lenny when I was, I think it was my sophomore year, your senior yeah, year in high yeah. school. And we're not, you know, way back when. Yeah, yeah. And and um, you know after after high school, um, I stayed I stayed in the hometown in McAllen. I joined the local I joined I went to the local university. And on my first day of orientation, I came across this guy uh, that I knew as a teenager or as a younger teenager and he was in a fraternity and he was like, Oh man, come on, you know, you should rush. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I've never even heard of any of this. I mean, I've seen animal house, but that's yeah. about it. Uh, you know, and you know, like three weeks later, I'm, I'm am uh, i I'm the party chairman of our rush class. So, you know, my fresh, my first freshman year of college was spent at the cafeteria. Um, just inviting people to come to the Friday night for parties.
0: Yeah, so you that's know, what a rush chairman does is basically invites yeah. the girls to the parties.
1: What a gay. You know, so I went to school every day. <laughs> I didn't go to class. And <laughs> so, uh yeah, so I got I got suspended for a year.
0: So let me ask you real quick, when you were when you were in a fraternity, did you guys have your own house or how did you guys do that? because like, we I were just, the I the
1: ol- Yeah. yeah oh, go ahead. We were the only ones that had a house back then, uh, at University of Texas Pan American, yeah. that house has since been knocked down, and I, from what I understand, I don't think they even have Greek life anymore there.
0: Oh wow! How many fraternities were in Pan Am? Was it a big Greek system?
1: No, um, maybe six of us back in wow. you know late '90s.
0: Okay, well that's still a lot for a small. I mean, it's a small university, so to have that many, that's pretty cool. So I went. I mean, we had Greek night. Anyway. Yeah, I went. I went Greek in college. I met. Uh, it wasn't in the end of my sophomore year. I joined a fraternity, and some people find that surprising. Like, what I what I realized is like I have lots of different groups of friends, and uh, so like in college, I had uh, high school band friends that I that went with me to college, and I, so I had my friends from band. I had friends from like my classes, and then I had friends from the dorms, and then I had fraternity friends. So like, I just kind of had. I, I. I. Yeah. So it was. It was a pretty. I had a very diverse group of friends and some of them knew each other some of them didn't but that was kind of cool it just kind of made it work yeah so yeah so you you, you didn't do so, too well your first year then what happened
1: yeah so you know i so i flunked out and at that time my dad i'm, I'm walking inside there's yeah. a lot of kids jumping out <laughs> in and trampling trampoline stuff it's, it's weird it, it, anyway it's, so yeah. uh my dad my dad is a retired federal agent so he worked for u.s customs before it turned to uh ice and um uh, so he, uh, he took a job in Montevideo, Uruguay, or Montevideo, Uruguay. i got to say it the right way. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: And, uh, and you know, we, he, we already had a deal where the whole family was going to go, and I was going to stay alone at my family's house, which was nice. And then this crap happened. So my dad was like, hey, so what? You're coming with us to oh, Uruguay.
0: <laughs> wait a minute. So you were in college, and you were going to basically have your whole p- family's house. Like, if you could have just not flunked out, you could have had this whole house to yourself. It would have been your new fraternity house. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You fucked up grades. And then, yes, then you're did. like, all yeah. right, originally, we were all going to go except for you. Now you're coming, too.
1: Yeah. So, nice. you know, that happened. You know. So I was 19. Uh, we go to Uruguay. And uh, I mean, I had, I'm 19, you know, I'm not going to go to the local American, American school like my siblings were, because yeah. I had nothing to do. Um, so I ended up becoming friends <laughs> with the, uh, the U.S. ambassador's son, who was a year younger than I am, you know, than I am. And, uh, you know, we had diplomatic immunity. And a 16-year-old in a different country where you speak the language and, you know, with my accent in Spanish, so I was going to be like,
0: oh, where are you from? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's
1: very different, you know? It is. Um, and I would never say Texas. I would always say Puerto Rico.
0: Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Don't worry. I've done the same thing. I've gone to France, and I've the whole time I'm like, I'm, I'm from right. Mexico. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, you know, we hit it off, and... uh I mean, we you know we smoked pot together. So how was so we just? Well, you know,
0: I, were you we, scared? Were you afraid? Well, like Uruguay is different than like I, I'll go anywhere in Mexico. Last live podcast, yeah. the last podcast, Margaret and I talked about her trip to New Mexico, and I was trying to explain to her like, yeah, I would totally go to Mexico; she'd be safe. And Margaret, can can you hear any of this? You see, I see you laughing and grinning. No, I can hear you. Okay, so. Uh, but I'm not gonna lie. I would be a little apprehensive. The only reason why Uruguay kind of scares me a little bit, other than their main soccer player likes to bite people, but it's <laughs> <laughs> that's it, right, right? is he's, he's a biter. But other than that, I like that's where all of Hitler's like main henchmen went. Like the SS Correct. was huge. And like and I remember stories I remember my dad telling me stories that like when he was a kid, World War Two ended and a lot of Germans went to Mexico, right? Like that was Yeah. A lot of them went to Mexico. And our neighbors in our in our home like in our little neighborhood in Mexico City, there were a couple of them like Stiegel or whatever. And they were blonde, blue eyed, completely Mexican, but they were, you know, like German German. And Like my dad even remembered like you know when he was a kid like the german population grew in mexico right around 1945 like for some strange reason you know there was an influx of german immigrants
1: and they were um, neutral countries
0: yeah exactly and and they needed to get the fuck out of dodge right after the nuremberg trials right and so uh like fucking uruguay though that was like the that was the ss stronghold
1: so it's interesting you say that um this is through the eyes of a 19 year old you know i yeah. think i'm you know i'm tan yeah yeah. I'm, you know i'm, I'm a little dark skinned um i was dark in uruguay and i had a buddy of mine whose dad was the he was the the, the head marine They're for the the, the marine uh, what do the Vig- they call yeah. them the yeah yeah the, the one that were basically marine the... security guards msgs yeah they yeah. were the ones that they protect the u.s MSG, worldwide. Yeah. Uh, you know, these guys are my same age and this is a whole other story about them later. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, 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 staff sergeant was black and his son was a year younger than me. So we hung out and we'd be walking around the streets, man. And it was just like, it was a freak show. So you
0: stood out you like know? a sore thumb because you were Mexican or dark skinned, and he was black. Yeah. And Utawai, they're primarily fair skinned.
1: They either look German or Italian.
0: Yeah, if so I'm gonna
1: ge- if I'm going to generalize, and I'm you know, extremely generalizing, and I get that, yeah, you yeah. Know, but this is from the eyes of a 19 year old.
0: Yeah, wow. So, um, Ooh. so yeah. so in in Argentina, there's a heavy, and you said you were just across the river from Buenos Aires,
1: right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah so, it's a three hour hover. Yeah, from Montevideo to uh, yeah, Buenos Aires. And so
0: that's like a pro, like a predominant Italian in- immigrant community in Buenos Aires, right?
1: Man, I would, it's, I saw even more blondes there. So I actually went there once with uh, have one of my cousins was actually uh, doing a, not an internship, I forget what it's called, but she was in, in uh, Chile. We're four months apart, and she uh, she went to, she came to visit us, basically to come visit me, and uh, that's this is the first time I used diplomatic immunity. She uh, got dropped off at the U.S. Embassy, which was about 30 minutes away from where, where we lived, and right next door, their building is—they uh, have the medical Sur building, which is the South American. I forgot what it stood for. And all of their, either their presidents or whomever was there representing. I love the glass. By the way, oh, yeah, IPA you. glass. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's but I'm not there.
0: But I'm not drinking an IPA. You know? I'm drinking a Modelo.
1: Nice, but yeah, still, yeah. I, I re- you know. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know the glass. <laughs> so uh, they had a barricade, at how to get through it? And uh, our vehicles have diplomatic uh, license plates, you know, that lets them know. Um, I freaking, I ran it. Wow! Like you can see, the cops are all like, ah, and then you know they see the license, and then they like, just stop. And I just ran right through with my jeep. Chair.
0: So you ran, you ran through a barricade. You ran through a barricade like some punk fucking nineteen-year-old kid, college out Right, getting stoned and just getting, just going crazy, and you're just sitting there, flashing a the diplomatic
1: immunity, blowing. I'm through. like fuck you! I got to pick up my cousin. Wow, <laughs> wow. So, okay. the second time I used my diplomatic immunity was actually defending the ambassador's daughter. Uh, really? Yeah, her cousin came visiting from God knows where, and we went out to a club. And in Uruguay, I don't know if they still like that now, but back then. Nightlife did not start till after midnight.
0: Oh yeah, weirdest
1: yeah. thing. Like you go from midnight to seven in the morning. You know, like you leave the nightclubs and it's sunlight. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. It's you know? it's like that uh, in Mexico sometimes. Not all the time, is but it? sometimes. Yeah, well, not in Mexico, but like across the border. But hang on. So, what time did they eat dinner over there? Is it like an Italian culture? With the, yeah, at yeah night, like real late nine or ten. Yeah, oh, yeah, real late. yeah. Yeah, the Spanish.
1: Yeah, Yeah.
0: it was weird. Yeah, so it's funny is the Spanish eat like the Italians eat dinner like at nine. The Spanish eat dinner like at eleven. Like it's a late. It's very and they drink like
1: crazy. Yes, a lot of wine.
0: Yeah. Okay. Late. Hey Margaret, you broke up. Say that again. Yeah. Why do they eat dinner so
1: late? Cultural thing. I mean, I, I, I never, I never got a good answer. So everything is,
0: (laughs) (laughs) everything is late though. I mean, like they don't get up really early. They're not like, like, I mean, I've had people that worked in Spain, friends that worked in Spain. And it's like, it's not, they're not as uptight as Americans are about like breaking their ass to go to work. Like, like Spain is not an immigrant country. Like they, people didn't immigrate to Spain for a thousand. I mean, they've, they've already been there immigrants typically are tend to be very hard working and so whenever you have these communities these these countries that are built across about you know built on the backs of immigrants you usually have this real strong work ethic well that's because the people that wanted to get to that country had to break their ass to get there and you know like that's, that's fair. yeah that's 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 what immigrant countries are like and so like if you're not i mean they're just more laid back in italy in spain like there's no rush like uh, what is uh, we used to say there was uh, mañana mañana is like hey you know we're going to Spanish engineering firm like when are you going to get that mañana that's mañana el próximo the mañana like, syndrome yeah yeah I, I mean it's just very laid back I mean You know, they drink wine at lunch, Margaret. Like, you you go into a business. We did in
1: Uruguay as well.
0: Yeah, of course. You go to lunch. In in Argentina, my friend was just working, uh, Bob, uh, Margaret Doobie Bob was working in Argentina. And he's like, Yeah, I mean, you know, and they have these really late steak dinners. You're eating all this heavy food 9 p.m. And the thing is, but I also think they work a little bit later. I don't think they get off of work like at four or, you know, five o'clock. I think they do kind of work a little bit later. It's more lax, and then they probably stop at a bar on the way home.
1: So I actually got a job at the embassy eventually. I had to get my act together. You know, My dad was like, you're just here, breathing air, you know, do something. Um, so I ended up getting a job with the Department of Commerce at first.
0: Doing and what? Basically,
1: <laughs> my job was, I had all these big books behind me on my little desk. And you'll have local merchants call and ask for some information about some company in the U.S. And I look it up, blah, 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 blah and hang up. I don't remember anything about it because my next job was so much cooler for me back then. Then I ended up working with the Dipl- diplomatic security service and I got an internship with them. And because of that, this is before nine 11. So security was not that uptight though. It was back then I was in uh, secretary of commerce's bill daily security detail when he came to visit. Wow. I rode. I rode the first car. I didn't get a gun. His security said no, but my, you know, my team wanted to give me a handgun because they knew how I was raised and you know they know that I could shoot. Uh, I was the I was the official interpreter as a 19 year old. Whoa! for For uh, secretary's uh, defense uh, security team. Like his bodyguards, so they came about four so or five days minute. before. Yeah, hands.
0: So, all right, so the Secretary of Defense was going to Uruz. Uh, a uh,
1: commerce, a Secretary of Commerce
0: was going to Uruz. And so his security yeah. detail does a recon, recon visit before, right? Yeah. Like, all right, yeah. he's going to stay in this place. He's going to travel yeah. this route. They're going to have all this stuff. Yeah. They're going to block these roads. So all the logistics for that travel, they got to go ahead of time. And you, you, your little uh, punk ass, is their interpreter.
1: Uh, yes. <laughs> I met, I sat down with the freaking chief of police of Montevideo. Wow. And I'm interpreting as a 19-year-old little punk ass. Wow. And then we go to I the, said, the, uh, the, the, what is that, Margaret? Uh, I said, I would have been
2: screwing everything up, oh. translating everything.
0: Up. <laughs>
1: well, my Spanish was good back then. You know, I mean, it was, it's, it's my first language. I mean, I, I would not do that now.
0: Yeah.
1: That's no way in hell.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm sure. We're coming, but so here's the other thing, Eddie, like, all right. So I have so I worked uh, I worked in the Trinidad region and so there's a lot of Venezuelans that I know in the oil and yeah. gas industry. And I can speak Spanish with the Venezuelans. I, I can speak most like and I can understand most Alex. Puerto Ricans tend to have a much heavier <laughs> accent. It's just it's a weird to most of us, it's yeah. like when people ask me what is it like it's the same thing. I'm like, no. Like Puerto Ricans when when Puerto Ricans speak Spanish, it's kinda like how the Jamaicans speak English. It's not it's not. I mean, it's still English, but it's definitely more fluid. I don't know how to explain it, but
1: yeah, that's it, we sing.
0: Yeah, I mean. yeah, and 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 Margaret and I have a coworker who you know is Puerto Rican, and you know he'd go visit his family and Spain, Spain, Puerto Rico for two or three weeks, and when he would come back, we couldn't understand shit. Uh, when he would drink, we couldn't we couldn't understand shit. Like it was like and we speak Spanish just fine. We're like, what the fuck did he just say? And like, that's
1: funny, man. Yeah, it, that, ha- that would happen to me when I come back from Puerto Rico. Also, exactly. You know? I'm yeah. there for a week, and it just all comes back.
0: Right. Know? Yeah, you just get hit right back, and it's like you know, and and uh, and just to the most of us that speak Spanish, Mexican Spanish, and, and probably South American, like it Puerto Ricans, like even to the Venezuelans, the Puerto Ricans are like, that's ah, that's a little bit different. That's you know,
1: Lord of mercy. So, speaking of Spanish, Uruguayan Spanish is very different. Is it really? From the Spanish they're up with. Really? Oh, yeah. They, in what they, sense? So, so, they spoke that Spanish that our Spanish teachers would tell us at high school. Oh, you never have to use that.
0: Oh, yeah, the Castilian. You know that. Yeah. Nosotros, Nosotros. You know. The cosa vos. Yeah, yeah.
1: Simonacosa.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't. Uh, oh, yeah. That's weird. That is super weird.
1: So I actually took a three-week course with American foreign exchange students at one of the local universities when I first got there to learn the local dialect. I, I mean, I couldn't.
0: You couldn't. You couldn't pick it up.
1: No, man. I mean, it was okay. So, like, I'm trying to think of some of the words that they just completely butcher from my perspective. Uh, of course, I can't think there of one right now. So one, there was like, an episode. Like, you know, Instead of dime, dime algo. decime. see Oh yeah, yeah. I've never, you know. It's like it was a, it's a Spanish that our Spanish teacher said. No, we're not going to do that. Yeah, he skipped that.
0: And yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, there was an episode of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm where uh, they were making fun of the Castilian Spanish because, like, they chipped. Yes, Castilian. T- yeah. Yeah. They like they like Larry. Uh, Larry David accidentally chipped his tooth, and all of a sudden his Spanish was much better because he chipped his tooth. <laughs> <laughs> se, se lo siento, lo siento mucho, lo siento.
1: Vos,
0: So we had some Argentinian folks come into work one time, and uh, Argentinian Spanish is very similar to the way if an Italian spoke fluent Spanish, it was very like singing to like, ¿Qué yes. the same hand mannerisms as Italian. Por vos, ¿Por qué? Yeah. Por, qué? Yeah. ¿Por qué vos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all right, so so you're <laughs> sitting so you're sitting there par- partying in Uruguay with a freaking diplomatic immunity passport. And every time I hear diplomatic immunity, I think of Lethal Weapon 2 with the the the, the, the Russian Krugranch or the German Krug Ranch and <laughs> diplomatic immunity. That's all I
1: can think about. But here's the It's little, a real it's a real thing, man. I,
0: I, 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 I believe you. And I'm sitting here to thinking like this punk kid right you know basically fucked up college this little shit right this here, little yeah. shit is sitting there and, and so tell me about the nightlife in Uruguay. what so what was that like
1: so it started off at about midnight or so about one o'clock it got bumping so <laughs> i think know, i mentioned earlier that the marine security guards were my age so they were basically the only friends that i had so they would work 12 hour shifts i think it was like four days in a row and then they were off for three or four days as well, and they all lived in this humongous freaking house uh, without their without their staff sergeant. So it was five five marines, and they had a full time cook, full time drivers. They had a f- they had a full gym back then. Before DVDs, um, whenever a movie came out in the movie theaters in the U.S., they got it as well there. So I, like I watched American Pie in their living room while it was playing at the movie theaters in america you know they had embassy employees would come on saturdays on fridays and saturday nights you know and do happy hour and get shit-faced and have a lot of good alcohol there uh so you know they were their their van driver would come pick me up (laughs) because i was like the one civilian you know like i could break the rules they couldn't, but I could. Yeah.
0: Cause you're not going to get, what are you going to do? Get punished? Like, yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: You get court martial me. Yeah. You know, no,
0: yeah.
1: You know so, but these guys, like they were my bodyguards though, when it came down to it, because you know, they're there to protect the, the, the,
0: the yeah. yeah. And, and you're, and you're part of that. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And it
1: happened several times, man. Several times they actually interfered. In you know, what, and so like, how,
0: how, like how did they interfere? Like what was going down?
1: So, um, like this one time, um, I mean, it, it was a very, very uncomfortable situation. We were at a this club that was it was a it was like you know we're talking twenty years ago. It was like it was a gay club, but it wasn't. You know, yeah, like yeah. it was you know it was single bathrooms, not single bathrooms. but it was you know all gender restrooms. Yeah, yeah. And this dude liked me, yeah, yeah, and he just would not stop leaving me alone. And I'm like, like dude, like. And he was like six foot five, and I'm five foot seven with my shoes on.
0: Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. You yeah. You
1: know, so eventually, like a couple of the Marines just come in and just pushed him back. Oh wow! And, and told him to fuck off. See, I'm
0: so oblivious. I'd be like, man, this guy's cool as shit. He's buying me drinks, and like, I would be completely oblivious. Oh to no, the that. guy
1: was, was like, like I felt harassed, man. It was really, it was the first time ever I, <laughs> I experienced that, and I was like, I'm sorry. So you had a girl. Like, yeah, yeah. I hope I never did because it, it was. uh. Yeah, it was a huge. It was yeah. I mean, that's a whole nother conversation. But I, I experienced that at the 819, and um, wow, i dead. Another time, one of, one of the guys, one of the Marines, and I were riding bikes down the, the Rambla, which is it's the river back. Yeah, and it's an ocean drive because you can't see the other side of the uh, of the river. And uh, we came across this rough spot we actually knew the guys cuz we've seen them before and they would throw like throw shit at the van and um, they just i think they wanted to rob us okay uh, you know whatever I, I mean i never felt threatened i mean i was like all right you want to you want to all right yeah, we'll you want to fight, wanna, you wanna fight with me
0: i got <laughs> i got five marines what do you got <laughs> i'm
1: like all right bitch you know and, and, you know the marine guy you know got to his face and just pushed him with his fist in the chest you know, wow. and they go, oh, you know, and that, that was it. Wow. But the coolest experience with diplomatic immunity was when I was telling earlier, when I went to a club with the ambassador's daughter and her cousin. And his daughter is a nurse now. You know, she lives in New Zealand. Great person. We're still yeah. in touch. Um, these two guys started hitting on them and very aggressively. Oh, you know, yeah. Where, I, would be, yeah know,
0: I would be kind of scared, like sending girls out in Uruguay that are not. Yeah, yeah. So
1: go on. No, so you know, I, I interfered, you know, and then they wanted to start fighting me, you know, like we, you know, they pushed me and I pushed them back, and immediately the bouncers came and grabbed a saw and I yelled "so diplomático" oh.
0: and I took out my ID card. Wow! And, and the, and the bouncers the knew? Shit out of those. <laughs> it's always
2: his library card. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah, no, a
1: card. Yeah, seriously, that's what I had. You know, like, so diplomático. Soy americano. Soy diplomático. So they beat the shit out of these two guys, threw them out of the freaking club, and then came back with, you know, free drinks for the rest of the night. Yeah,
0: because they probably didn't want any trouble. Like, they, they're like, oh, you know, they're because they're probably like, you know, I'm sure there's some backward shit going down in those clubs, too. So they're probably, yeah. they, they probably didn't want any attention. And like, yeah. here, American, yeah. have some free fucking booze while we're selling drugs or like, you know... Doing some terrible shit in the back. Had yeah, Have yeah. your free drinks here. Here, 19 year old punk. Do whatever you want. Here's here's, here's, yeah, I here, I mean, here's a four dollar I mean, was... bottle of vodka that we piss in. Go ahead and, and do your thing.
1: <laughs> Pretty much, man. Yeah. You know. So yeah, that was my second experience. you know, found a community and it worked really well. Like the guys were. So so, so no, how
0: long were you I'm there, bad, bro? Like fuck off. <laughs> so how long were you there again?
1: <laughs> I was there sorry that's my girlfriend over there. I was there I was there for a year
0: a year man that's yep. a short period of time but I bet it flew by
1: but as a 19 year old it was not you know it yeah. was a lot longer for me and- it felt like it's man. And, and I, I was there with a good attitude.
0: And then also like think about this too, right? Like you're nineteen years old. That's two years before most Americans get to go to do what you were experiencing by going to the nightclubs and all that other stuff. You're yeah. nineteen. So then you finish that and you come back to the United States and you're not even able to go into a fucking you're not even able to order a I fucking
1: drink at Applebee's, right? On and, my twi- I came back on my twentieth birthday.
0: Yeah. And you just got done partying with the ambassador's son, you know, <laughs> And you got to come over and like trying to trying to use a fake ID at Chili's or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, another funny story. Uh, so one night, I, 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 spent the night. I always spent the night at there. It was a mansion. It looked like a mini White House. And it was at the Ambassador Row in, in Montevideo. So i just moving the camera around. And uh, like I stayed in a room. I think it was President Ford's day. they Like they had a plaque. You know, and I stayed on that bed, jumped on it. I don't give a shit. Wow! You know, but one night we, uh, we raided we raided the ambassador's uh, liquor cabinet. And he woke up and came down and, and, caught, uh, and caught us, his son and me. And he made us pour the drinks down the drain. Why? <laughs> it was just Jack Daniels.
0: But why did he make it pour down the drain?
1: I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. Because all American, you know, I don't know. I, That's weird. But I would a, think a, a, a I would think he's
0: probably happier that you're doing that in his house than out at a fucking nightclub getting in a fight with locals. Like I would be like drinking up now and then. Like I'll see you in your hangover tomorrow, and right I'll wake you up early as shit with your hangover to come fucking mow the lawn or something.
1: You know. Well, we after that happened, then we raided his wine cabinet. I mean, he had a uh-huh. wine cellar.
0: Oh, I bet he and, had some great and, wine too. And his
1: son, you know, he had, I don't know. I'm sure he found out later, but his son just grabbed two bottles, popped one, you know, popped them both open, and then we just hung out in the roof.
0: Look at Margaret's face. She's like, "Oh, wine. Oh, go on, go on." <laughs> uh, it was,
1: you know, there was red wine. It was great. I was 19. I had a horrible hangover the next day.
0: Did you? Uh, hang on a second. I'm gonna try and get the wine. So let me ask you something. When you were there, what? About, I mean, so besides all that, you, and you were just doing some day jobs, working here and there you didn't have any other like major responsibilities other than going to work?
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, so I was sending, I worked with the diplomatic security service. So my job as a 19 year old, uh, in addition to that one week and a half of being an interpreter, actually, no, I was an interpreter. (laughs) I'll get to that later. Uh, Um, so my main job was I took I took photos and this is the first time I actually used digital camera I took photos of all of the American employees' houses for what? multiple different angles and, and I made a map different routes for the, for the for the roving patrol the embassy roving patrol that would do security so I made several different maps for them to know how to get to all of the embassy employees' houses
0: oh well that's pretty cool so you're doing some yeah. like, like logistics shit.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yes. You know, so that was one of my main, that was actually my, my biggest project. I mean, it took me a little while. And that was the first time, like I said, I used a digital camera. That was government camera. Uh, and then another thing, uh, the state department, uh, which is who, who handles the embassies, they sent out their security team for like two weeks of training. So it was a week of training with the local PD because they're the ones that guard the outside perimeter. And then the second week of training was for the embassy's employees and their families. You know, like we learned emergency first aid, you know, basic uh, so let me basic ask- fighting skills if, you you know, if shit hit the fan. Wow, really? Yeah. So
0: let me ask you, did, so you guys, I mean, you obviously have to be in like collaboration with the local police. But was there any concern about like corruption with the police or was it like, Not no, you then? No, they did. Basically, they 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 did their due diligence, did some research, and like, all right, these are these are okay.
1: Yeah, and then then never came inside the embassy. They were always outside the compound.
0: Yeah, well, you know, so like, I used to work for a construction company that built embassies, and and building embassies was very um, very tricky from a construction standpoint because I usually, like, when you're building something, you get all the drawings and like, okay, you're know, you gonna build all this. But usually, when they do embassies, they parcel out stuff and they separate it, so like, you can't all um, uh, not one person has the entire design of the entire facility and for security reasons. So it's not, yeah, yeah. It, and, uh, yeah. So Margie, Margie and I used to work for a construction company and, um, I knew the one, the one big embassy they were all working on was in, uh, uh sh- was it Shanghai? No, it's not Shanghai. It was uh, fucking Shanghai. No, it was, uh, <laughs> Beijing, the Beijing embassy in, in, in China. And so that was oh, I like, bet that's yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, all the embassies are not, it's not, it's just, it's not like somebody just goes and builds a building and like, you put some satellites no. on top. It's all very, and, and again, not one con, there's not like one set of drawings for the whole thing. So it's pretty, uh, so, they're pretty so you actually reminded me
1: another job that I had. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably the most boring job that I had there. Um, so this is very sad. Uh, you know, two years before we had the embassy bombings in Nairobi and, um, was the other place in Africa? Either way, both of them were there, and most of the Americans that died did not die from the original attack.
0: Oh, the Benghazi thing?
1: Yeah, no, no, not Benghazi. Oh. No, no, this is in 1998. Uh huh. It was Nairobi, where they blew up the, you know, a building actually collapsed next to the embassy, and there was another. It was there were two terrorist attacks, and the embassy employees that died uh, when they heard the first blast, they ran up to the windows. And while they were looking out, the second blast hit, and they all died by the shrapnel from the glass.
0: Oh, no way.
1: Yeah. Wow. So I know it's very morbid, but as a result, uh, two years later, we had a contract with a local uh, local company that installed uh, window tinting that would prevent glass from shattering, shattering? like that. And, yeah. and I had to follow them and sit there with them as their guard. While they were doing this, wow! For like three weeks through the entire embassy, you know, because we had clearance. Like wow. I had clearance, so, I had top secret clearance. So basically,
0: they're like, we have limited personnel in Uruguay. So fucking Eddie, dick off. Like you're going to do some other shit too. Like yes, you're checking in on vendors, in the United States, but you're also going to, uh, you're also going to uh, fucking uh, babysit this contractor and make sure they don't yeah. fuck up. Wow, yep. that makes total sense.
1: And then I would also go with the guy that installed the alarms in the houses. So I would go with him and just watch him do his stuff as well that way. Wow. Man, I totally forgot about these memories.
0: So hang on. I'll tell you what. Let's take a a quick little break. I'm going to hit pause. And then let's reconnect because we're having some connection issues. So let me take a quick little break. Hang on. All right. And we're recording it. So I was Eddie, I was just chatting with Margie real quick. I was like, Margaret, so what do you think so far of of what's going down, like what Eddie's telling us? And what did you say, Margie? Margie? (laughs)
2: I'm 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 flabbergasted. I'm like, what?
0: (laughs) So Margaret, what did you do when you were 19 again? Tell me again. Yeah, no
2: shit. I was making babies at
0: 19. What the hell? I'm not gonna lie, Eddie. Margaret's never this quiet, and I'm just sitting there, and like the the, (laughs) the FaceTime video is freezing, and I'm like, I can't tell what she's doing. I can't get a gauge out of this, but it's fucking weird. And she's just quiet, and she's never quiet. So I was texting her, like. Are you hearing all this shit? Okay? Like,
1: we're just no, in, like seriously, we're, at we're just 19?
0: into eighteen to nineteen. So, okay. Yeah. So, real, real quick. So, we're already in like thirty minutes in this car, guys, and, and I, I don't think we're gonna be able to do everything all. But so. Let's, let's just real quick, let's do the, the high level, Eddie, just so you're 40 years old now. So so, yeah. so real quickly, give hey. us like the high level chapters and then we'll drill down. So you, you came back to the United oh, yeah. States. So, yeah, yeah. I,
1: I, came, I came back, went back to school, graduated at 24, uh, started working uh, for a youth nonprofit organization, who I would not name, yep. um, just so that I wouldn't embarrass them. Uh, I work. I work for them right now as well. Uh, so I worked with them from 2004 to uh, December 27, 2011. Uh, I quit. I had a uh, a a conversion, if you will, in the Catholic Church. And eight months later, I entered a Catholic seminary in San Antonio. <laughs> I can't make this up. Yeah. So some- for so for four years, I was studying to become a priest. And, hey, where
2: um, was that in San Antonio?
1: I'm sorry, what was that?
2: Where was that in San Antonio?
1: Uh, Assumption Seminary. So it's like probably about a mile from St. Mary's off of Woodlawn. It's in a uh, very interesting part of town uh-huh. where Woodlawn and Bandera uh, cross. Um, and my car got broken into there at the first <laughs> <of> seminary. Every, <laughs> listen,
0: it doesn't matter where in San Like, I had my car broken into San Antonio like numerous times. Yeah. Yeah, too,
1: like, oh, I, yeah, that two it cars. Into it.
2: This car was blessed before it got broken into. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so, yeah, so I, I did that for four years. Um, I decided to take a year off, and during that year off, I, I like immediately moved to Lake Tahoe, um, which is a phenomenal place to live. If, or and visit or just be um, yeah. lake Tahoe's is amazing it just it is, yeah it's
0: yeah, beautiful it's, just, it's, I mean, it's beautiful
1: I, I am so blessed to have lived there for a couple of years and i moved up there um, uh, met, my, met my girlfriend when i was there um so as soon as i met her i was actually ready to go back to seminary because it was you know my time is almost up i think i've taken enough time off to realize that uh, yes or no and then i met her and um Fast forward four years later, we're now sitting. I'm now sitting in the basement of my in-laws' house in Quail, Idaho. Idaho. So, wow. yeah. What do you think, so, Margie, we decided so, to leave L.A. two months ago because um, I'm working remotely. You know, so I can work from wherever I you know wherever I'm at. And um, you know, L.A. just got crazy, so we left.
0: So, Margaret. Wow. So he he went to from being the rush party chair to get all the girls to the party to being in all the parties in Uruguay, to coming back, doing nonprofit, then uh, going into seminary school, then taking a little bit of a break, meeting a girl and saying, oh, I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to stick with this. I'm going to get, uh, make this uh, a new life decision. And, and you're back with the same nonprofit, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I went so, back to them as well. Oh, and I forgot to mention, I did get married uh, back in
0: 2008. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could see Margaret's face.
1: Yeah, me too of course right yeah, so, like, like of course married, right Margaret like, yeah, a year and a half later and this is this is so funny um, <laughs> she lives my, my ex-wife who you know I met in Texas in Corpus Christi uh, now lives in Long Beach California flag. 30 miles 30 miles south of where I live and the first time I went to visit my girlfriend I came across her <laughs> <gasps> no way
0: <laughs> what are the odds <laughs> what did she have
1: to say Oh, she didn't say anything. Well, so let me ask, was
0: the divorce <laughs> amicable, or was it like contestant? It was.
1: Oh, okay. I, don't think she, I, just, I don't think she recognized me. I recognized her immediately, you know, and I saw that she had her, the same tattoos also, so I knew it was her.
0: Wow. <laughs> um, ta- well, what kind of tattoos did she have? His name? <laughs> no,
1: God, God,
0: no. <laughs> no, no. Oh, those That's are hard right to get you know.
1: rid of. Um, no. So- yeah, right on her chest. You know, right on her chest, you know, in Old English. In the Waterville. <laughs>
0: With the and that's
1: what i saw like i pulled down a bikini top and i saw like, a lot of them oh my god it's her wait
0: no. you touched her like you pulled down her bikini no, top. <laughs> wait no. a minute let me oh see that no, no 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 so she had i, like, she I, had I recognize that tramp stamp back shoulder oh half moon yeah
1: yeah and, and I, you know like when she passed by because i was like what the fuck and i turned around, run and i saw that half crescent and i was like wow. no
0: that is crazy that is yeah.
2: crazy. Liz, you, what? Liz, you said like half moon, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was a common ass tattoo. Was
0: Is it really?
1: No, it's so my uh, so I had a I had a really good friend growing up that's a tattoo artist. And he redid her tattoos. So I knew what it looked like.
0: Oh, wow. Oh. You, you know,
1: like he did. I have 14 tattoos and he did all 14 of them. You know, wow. And so, like I, like I, I knew, you know, because yeah. I appreciated his work of art, mm-hmm. his wow. works of art. Wow. Um, so I knew, I knew what I knew what I saw. Yeah,
0: so he knew his art. So yeah. Eddie, let me ask you something: How was it getting into seminary school after being divorced? Was it hard? Or was it was it easier to get through a bunch of paperwork?
1: <sighs> well. <laughs> I, Did uh, they know? I never got married. No, no. So <laughs> I know, right? It's, Did it's, they know? <laughs> it was actually very easy.
0: Oh, because he didn't get married. He didn't get. you didn't have a Christian wedding.
1: Exactly. Yeah. so According uh, to the it didn't, know, then through, then it didn't According count. to the church, I it know, doesn't I was count. Never, I was just living in the state of sin.
0: Yeah, it doesn't count. You know how I know that? Um, I, so I know that. So I don't know all of the rules. I, I will say this: I'm a very bad Catholic. I'm. I'm a terrible Catholic. <laughs> Um, so am I. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's okay. We're all we're all allowed to be flawed, but um
2: hey, it's three of us. <laughs> <laughs> in nice.
0: fact, so for Christmas I get so annoyed. But for Christmas, my mom—I don't know when she. This is a new thing, but she got in her head that she wants to do the this Italian dinner. And for Christmas Eve, for Christmas Eve, we used to eat bacalao, right? Sole cod, like the sole cod. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, right. bacalao, Ricans, yeah. yeah, we all. I mean, the Puerto Ricans do it. It's typically a Spanish, Portuguese, the Italian. Some Italians did it. It's not real big in Italy, but. We did it in Mexico City, you know, every Christmas Eve. And we did that, and we carried that tradition on in the United States. And to be honest with you, I never liked bacalao, especially my mom's.
1: Uh, I don't either. Well, and then,
0: yeah, but, but, I, but then I tried my sister's uh, husband's, or at the time her boyfriend's um, parents' bacalao, his mom's bacalao. And his mom's bacalao is amazing. It's delicious, because she uses, like, a lot of olive oil, and it's very rich, and it's, you know, delicious, and it's it's good. Um but nonetheless, uh, so we used to do Bacalao for Christmas Eve. And then somehow somebody told my mom about seven fishes for the seven sacraments. And so we did all these for, I don't know how many years we do these stupid, the stupid thing, Christmas Eve, where we get eat seven different kinds of fishes. And she, and also, oh my God. what's funny is, though, like, she counts shellfish. And I'm like, shellfish is illegal in the Old Testament. I <laughs> I'm not supposed to do shellfish. She's like, oh, well, whatever, whatever. I just seven dishes of fish and then just make them Italian. And so, but like, it's bacon wraps. Yeah, it's bacon wraps. <laughs> yeah. Like it's shrimp, Ma. You can't eat shrimp. That's against the, the Bible. And
1: uh, and then one time
0: the one time Amy asked my family, like, does anybody even know all the seven sacraments? And not one person in my fucking family <laughs> oh could my name. God. Yeah, I know. I couldn't. I'll I'll be I'll be damn I'll be straight up. I, I didn't know all seven sacraments. But anyways, um, but no, no, no. So the reason why I know about the, the wedding there that Eddie's life of sin didn't count is um, so Amy was previously married um, before she met me, before she realized like, oh, there's a way better guy out there. So, uh, so she married uh, when we started dating, um, you know, she didn't have a whole I, like she didn't want this big wedding thing. And I was like, no, I got to do it. Like my family would go crazy if we didn't have a wedding and I, I don't want a good wedding and uh hey I, I turned into like a semi bridezilla and then um so i was like and also i'm catholic i was born catholic and so i have to have a catholic wedding and i don't even know what that means like i don't even know what that entails and so we started going to the catholic church yeah so and we had to start we met with a priest i had coworkers like yeah his name is you know father francisco if you were in san antonio you probably know father francisco So, uh, went to see father Francisco and we, we started talking about like, okay, well, what do we need to do? And he's like, okay, well, when do you want to have the wedding? And we wanted to get married rather quick. And we're like, oh, well, you know, this was like January time frame. So we said, we'd like to get married in May. He's like, no, 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 that's not enough time. There there's a lot of time and preparation. And I'm like, what, what do you mean? Like, what kind of, like, what kind of preparations do we need? He's like, well, there's paperwork. And then it's got to get sent to the Archdiocese of Brownsville because that's the Archdiocese that has the paperwork from your first communion, even though I was baptized in New Jersey. And what's scary is the fucking paperwork the Catholic Church has on you. Like they pulled out my record in San Antonio. He pulls out a paper file with all my shit in there. I'm like, how did that get here? Like how did I, I just saw you last week? How do you have a file an inch thick that shows all the you know all the times I got in trouble in second grade at at at, at, at Catholic school? <laughs> this is flagged.
2: It's flagged. Yeah. <laughs>
0: there's like a there's like a red ribbon around it. With Mr. Sanchez, we have a we have We've a been problem. Watching you, Mr.
1: Sanchez. Yeah, we have a problem.
0: You haven't you haven't tithed in uh, in 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 you know in 20 years. Uh, So And so, like, they have this crazy record. And I'm like, holy shit. And I'm like, what kind of paperwork do you need? And, like, you don't understand. It's just a long process. And Amy holds my hand, and she's like, they're trying to make sure I'm not pregnant. And I'm (laughs) like, oh. Oh. Oh, okay. I got it. I got it. (laughs) And, like, and what's funny, and, and what's funny about that, and in case it didn't come out, but, yeah, they wanted to make sure Amy wasn't pregnant. And what's funny about that is, like, I get calls to this day from friends of mine that are terrible Catholics just like me. And they're like, um, hey guys, so, uh, you know, Jen and I are going to get married and we're not going to have a big wedding. It's going to be rather small. It's going to be kind of fast. And the wedding's going to be next month. And we're going to have the bachelor party next weekend. So if you guys want to go to Vegas, let's go to Vegas. And. Uh-huh. We're all like, yeah, okay, that's kind of a fast thing, but okay. And I was like, oh, my friend's Catholic. I'm like, she's pregnant. There's some, there's some (laughs) guilt. There's some guilt behind this whole wedding thing here. This isn't just a normal, you know, oh, "Oh, we're so deeply in love, we want to get married. Like, no, she's pregnant, and you're trying to get married in the Catholic Church, and they told, and you just found out that that's not possible, and that's why it's a small wedding because the Catholic Church said no. What's funny, mm-hmm. though...
1: And, and you know, um, the, the, the sacraments of matrimony, it's not something that was started in biblical times. It wasn't? No. Oh. no, No. So, you know, marriages were very private up until maybe about a thousand years ago.
0: Okay, well, that's still maybe a long fucking time ago. <laughs>
1: I mean, but yes, but you know the church is over two thousand years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, You know, but that—that's actually the last I believe. If I remember correctly. You know, it's been five years. Uh, but that was the last sacrament that became a sacrament.
0: Oh, really? Yep. So okay. So, yeah. so, the, so the sacraments are birth, uh, communion.
1: and so it's baptism. Bat- baptism, yeah, baptism yeah. Communion, communion, confirmation. Confirmation. I'm, yep. There's uh, anointing of the sick. Yep. So that's four now. Yeah, um, the the priestly orders. Right, that's, five. that's what you
0: did, and then death.
1: Matrimony. Yeah, well, matrimony's matrimony. real but, but final and rights. last
0: rites. And, yeah, last rites. So, so, yeah. So it's like from from cradle to grave, right? Birth, uh, communion. Yeah. 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 Anointment of the sick is what a lot of people forget. So you're saying mm-hmm. it used to be six sacraments. So I'm going to tell my mom fucking next. Christmas Eve, we're only doing six fucking fishes because that's what the original shit was. That the seventh, that was that's the new stuff. We don't do the new stuff. We go, we're old school. Yeah, I mean
1: that was like, I mean, you know, so the, you know, the church was involved with with the government, you know, and that's the whole thing about Europe, you know, the the, the the church was involved with the crown. How do you sanctify the union of France and England? You know, you make it a freaking Christian. Oh yeah, you know, God said that uh, this is this. Oh. Yeah. Oh really? Huh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, uh, marriages marriages were private before this. Oh huh. wow. You know, huh. at least in Europe. At least in Europe, not in the old Te- not in the new Testament because, you know, with, you know, Jesus first miracle was actually transforming water into wine.
0: Which which let's let's face it. Let's face it, that would have been a really really good friend to have. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, um
0: Jesus, uh, could you make me an IPA? Yeah, yeah right. So not only you, not only was he building furniture because he was a good carpenter, but he was also like a good bartender.
2: Yeah, can you do me a, you do a, a beer? Yeah. Open bar, give
0: me an open bar, open. Jesus. All right, all right, so hang on. So now. Well, so all right, so Hansel, yeah. let me tell you, so with Amy and I, all right, so we, we, so we're talking to the priest. So like, again, yeah, no, it takes a lot of paperwork and everything else. So I'm like, all right, fine. We'll push the wedding date, right? we're was going to be in May. We'll push it out and we'll go through all this stuff and we'll take all the classes and we'll do everything we got to do. And so <laughs> we do that, right? And we meet with the priest regularly and we do all the things. And he was very cool. The priest was very cool. He had a very cool office. It was always very dimly lit and he always played jazz, which I, I kind of like that. But anyways, that's cool. I, yeah, I it was cool. <laughs> Anyways, so then, uh, like, we get done with all the paperwork. We were going to get married in McAllen, and we had to pay the church. And McAllen, they're like, well, you know, we typically ask for a donation of $300 for weddings. But being that you're from out of town, then the donation fee is 500 And I'm like, whatever. <laughs> we had the budget. I'm like, whatever. That's fine. That's fine. So I wrote the check and everything else. And then we got all the paperwork submitted. And then... The priest calls us in for a, an emergency meeting. And this is like in October, and our wedding was supposed or I mean, our wedding was in October, and like this is like June or July, or September even. I think it was late. And the priest <laughs> is like, um, Okay, so he sits us down, you know, we're sitting across from the table, and he's like, okay, um, so we have, uh, we've received, uh, we sent submitted the package to the Archdiocese in Brownsville, and we uh, received the response, and uh, we have a little bit of a problem, and he goes, but please, and he puts his hand out, like, please don't say anything, let me read to you this whole letter, and then I'll ask you a question, and then you respond, but don't, please don't say anything until, let me just get through this whole thing. And so he starts reading this letter from the, the, the Archbishop in, in, in Brownsville. And he's like, okay, so basically, summary, uh, Amy was previously married to, you know, this other guy. And she knew that. Everybody knew that. Um, and she had that wedding, uh, you know, she was divorced and she had it, you know, annulled or whatever in, in her church whatever. Um, but what the problem was is her previous marriage was never annulled in the Catholic church. And in order to do that, she has to. We have to undergo an annulment process, <laughs> which costs you know quite a bit of money. And then it could be expedited, yes. but it's very unlikely that it'll get done in time of the wedding. So they're basically saying you're going to have to postpone the wedding unless he's like, and he's putting his hand up saying, "Please don't say anything unless," because he can see them getting pissed. And He's like, "Unless you can say that um, Amy's hu- ex-husband was Catholic." And if he was Catholic, then it would not have counted because his we- the wedding was not would not have even though it was a Christian wedding, and we recognize it as a Christian wedding. if it was if he was Catholic, it would not count because it wasn't done in a Catholic church. So all you have to do is tell me that your ex-husband, Mr. So-and- so, was Catholic, and then I can just fill out this, I could just sign this paper here, and we could all be done. And I'm like, oh, so he's like, he recognized they made this huge mistake, this oversight that they didn't realize that they needed to do an annulment when we first started doing all this paperwork back in January. So he (laughs) realized the mistake and he's asking, Eddie, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe this priest was asking us to lie. And I was very (laughs) happy. And I'm like, Father Francisco, this guy was so Catholic. I'm pretty sure he was Irish. Like he, he's as Catholic as it comes. Like. Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't see his penis, but I guarantee he was uncircumcised. Like this guy is Catholic and Amy, <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, and this is actually one of the greatest blessings that I got out of my time in seminary. Yeah. And you know, this is going to probably sound harsh at first, but it, it was a very big blessing for me. We as Catholics, especially cradle Catholics, you know, being born Catholics and yeah. you're baptized before you ever even remembered <laughs> anything. You probably shit in your pimper when you were being baptized.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, we, we have been taught to put priests on a pedestal, yeah, a, a pedestal that they cannot ever meet. Yeah, sure. For sure. Oh yeah. Oh I can yeah. Pro- I can promise you that. Yeah. You know, they are, I mean, I have, so I've got buddies of mine that are priests in San Antonio that I've, I've smoked pot with and that's not a, and I'm not saying that like as a bad thing. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, of guys that I've gotten drunk with, you know, and so on and so forth.
2: That's
1: um, the best way to reach Jesus. Yes, <laughs> Jesus didn't go to the righteous; he went to the sinners. Uh, that's true. You so, know, I mean, he's surrounded himself with apparently tax collectors or bad people back then. You know, tax collectors and prostitutes. Right. So and apparently, you know, they're they're bad too. You know, but that's that's yeah. yeah. And so I was perfect. It wasn't the righteous I, people.
0: I was I was completely content. <laughs> like he realized, like I could figure, I, I I understood it. Like he realized that they made a very big. Just paperwork error, a clerical error.
1: Yeah, and he's gotta fix it for and you. And he's to gonna fix it. Yes. To,
0: and all he's saying is we gotta say yes and then like maybe lose an hour of sleep, if that. And like I was like, oh man, this guy's as Catholic as it comes. And he, <laughs> yeah,
1: and my, my yeah. wife must
0: communion in the mouth. Yeah. The yeah. My, my <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And my uh, and my wife, my poor wife, she can't lie. Like Amy cannot lie and uh yeah and she started crying and she's like no he wasn't catholic i was like oh fuck and then she started (laughs) crying and i'm like you know what fuck this like none of this shit is worth watching her cry so i said thank you but we're gonna be fine we'll do this we'll get a justice of the peace when we find like it'll it'll count it'll count just as much like we don't need this like i don't need this aggravation for the july wedding yeah Like, You know what? I'm going to go take her to Vegas right now and get married. No, but I'm like, yeah. I don't need that. So, so the, the, the COVID. yeah. So the church canceled the wedding, basically, right? And so then I yeah. called, well, not the church, but the priest said, I'm not going to get it. So I, I'm like, that's fine. We're not going to do this. You know, we tried. We tried the annulment thing, but you know what? It was going to take too long. And so I called the church in McAllen and I said, hey, listen, um, we're going to need to cancel the wedding or you guys are canceling our wedding. So I'm going to go ahead and need a refund. And they're like, Oh, uh, Mr. Sanchez, we, <laughs> we don't do that. And I'm like, listen, <laughs> let me explain to you what's going to happen. Like my mother is extremely pissed that the archdi or the priest in San Antonio didn't know the rules. Okay. And so if you don't give me my money back, I'm going to send my mom there to collect. And they all, of course they all know, they all know my mom. And they're like, Oh, Oh, oh no. Oh, God. Mr. Sanchez. No, please don't tell, Car- don't send Carol here. We're going to be fine. Uh, we'll find the checkbook and we'll get you a check right away. I'm like, that's what I thought. But yeah, we don't we don't do refunds. I'm like, you do now. You're gonna Not do one. Carol. <laughs> yeah, you, you're you're gonna do a refund this time. That's what's gonna happen.
1: Because, oh, that's a great story, man. Oh
0: yeah, because they're like, wait a minute, you're canceling the wedding, Mr. Sanchez. We don't give you a refund. I'm like, no, 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 no.
1: You so either give you me a, married to the church or no.
0: No, and I'm like, you either give me a refund or we're going to be there October first, and you're going to have some fucking happy ass priest marry us. That's what's going to happen, anyways. So no, it's sorry okay. Ah, I mean, but again, I'm like, it's just not worth it. Um, then it's we, not. and then we did the baptism, and there's a new rule that they have uh, where they want the the <laughs> godparents to be married to each other, which is weird. Because, like, we what? Know, what?
1: yeah, <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> yeah, the, I know. The, no, yeah, no, the, no, 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 no. What priest told you that? The all oh, the ones in the him, valley, oh, call his ass up.
0: All of the ones in the valley, they have this thing now where they want the godparents to be use the embassy card. Yeah, <laughs> you need to use the embassy card. <laughs> and of course, ah, dude, that's and, wrong. And I'm all ignorant. I'm like. Ah, oh, gross! It's my brother and sister. That's disgusting. You know, <laughs> like, I can't be marry to each other? They're my brother and sister. Because, like, in my head, it didn't count. Like, or it didn't. Ma- like, there was no question. Like, I have one brother and one sister. Hello, godparents. Yeah. that's it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, they 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 gave. There was like a big ordeal about that. And then like my brother didn't get married in Catholic church, so he couldn't all the rules to be a, a godfather, it's like you gotta be you gotta be even better than the the the, the father of the kid and everything. So what? yeah, like for godparents you have to have met all your sacraments if you're gonna be a godparent. And uh, mm-hmm. and so they're like, No, no, no. And I'm like, but my brother was just my other friend's godfather from mexico city and he's like yeah but you know pepe's got a friend who's a priest and they just fixed the paperwork it's like it's it's not that big of a deal like it's like there's some hard rules and then until you know somebody then it's like okay well then it's it's okay anyways well it didn't matter because we did the baptism anyways and it's not like they got the paperwork right they're like so my brother's listening to his godfather as well so i'm like all right well and he was there. It's like, well, he's technically just a, a participant or a, a witness, a, a special witness. Yeah,
1: and
0: yeah. I'm like, yeah, but the paperwork says he's a godfather, and it's not. That's all that counts. Well, actually, it doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even matter. Like, we went through the it. thing. A lot of it's for my mom, anyways, and so, you know, <laughs> yeah. it, it was uh, it was okay. But yeah, that was my experience, and that's why I know that when you said uh, that that you didn't have to get it in all. Like, oh, it's because you you were you sinner. You did not get married. Yeah, in Catholic yeah. I Church. lived
1: in the state of sin. That's yep. what the that's actually that's the phrase the vocations director told me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: it's easy. It was for. like, it's okay, brother. You were in the eyes of the church. You were just lately in the state of sin. It's all good.
0: <laughs> wow. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> wow. Hey, so wait, so how long were you married before? A year and a half. A year and a half. That's a fast marriage. Did you guys just realize you got married too young or was there any issues? Did uh, you, guys you had? already have the baby? <laughs> no, no kids. <laughs> just kidding.
1: Freaking no kids. No, I just... Uh, I don't
0: know um you it guys both but it was amicable out. like you guys realized that like, eh, it wasn't gonna work and you're like all right we can just go yeah. our separate ways
1: yeah that's good yeah, I basically mean, man i mean it was you know no no attorneys involved I mean, Is It was about as painless as it can be i mean it's always painful mm-hmm. yeah, well yes but it's course. about as painless as it could be you're you know not, you don't marry no, somebody no, you don't love yeah
0: you know that's 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 for sure but at the same time like I don't know. I've had friends that have gone through bad divorces where yeah. like, they just hated their ex-wife and they couldn't wait for it to be done with. And then I have friends that are like, you know what? We just realized we married the wrong person. We finished the paperwork and then went to dinner that night. And like, that was it. Like we were fine. We we're still, and, and like, there are some people that yeah. you know, they're adults about it and, you know, and then some people it's different, right? It's, it just depends on the circumstances, but that is super interesting Wow. All right. So listen, we're, we're already at an hour and I don't want to,
1: we never talked about camping.
0: Oh, well we got to, so that's the thing. So like, so I was telling Margie, so one of the other things that's funny, I was telling Eddie about this yesterday. It's like, you know, my mom is a, a baby boomer. And a big thing with Baby Boomers is they don't like to waste anything because they they, yeah. they lived through the war and rations and, you know, all those things. The reason why American yeah. beers were so bad for so long is because we had grain rations during World War II, right? Like, all the breweries basically... Basically, Prohibition killed most of the breweries. And then the breweries came yeah. back, like, in the thir- late 30s. And then we had the war, and they had the grain ration. So then the American breweries had to figure out, like, how to make beer without barley. And so, like you know, Miller started using corn as an adjunct, Budweiser started using rice. And so they started adding different carbohydrates to the beer so they could stretch their grains and and still make beer. And then it tasted like shit. And then they thought, oh fuck! Well, we we invented refrigeration. If we cool the beer and chill it, make it really cold, it numbs your taste buds. Make it a lager. Yeah. Well, well <laughs> yeah. that I mean, you, it numbs your taste buds, so you can't taste it, and then you're fine, right? Then you can drink. That's why, I like, warm, you know, Bud Light tastes like cra- you know crap, or even even room temperature Bud Light tastes like crap. But like a room temperature ah, English beer yeah. is delicious, right? So, um, but yeah, I mean. Uh, you know, they had we had all, all those things from the baby boomer time frame where they're super, you know, conscientious about not wasting anything. And my mom saves every she saves like
1: uh, 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 used. my uh, parents.
0: Yeah, she saves the, the coffee grounds. She doesn't want to throw away coffee grounds. She'll spread them in the garden. Uh, she peels oranges. She saves the skin from oranges. She sits at the table and cuts it into little pieces so she can put it around as potpourri. So and,
1: my, my fucking dad, my dad, when whenever he eats an apple. He'll throw the cart under his car seat as an air freshener. Apparently, and it, it, uh, I don't know what it does, but he's got. There's a reason for it, according to him. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, they saved wow. the ship. Yeah, and, it's,
0: <laughs> and so like, so Margie, so Eddie, so Eddie's like an expert level camper. But what I was, what we're talking, about was interesting was like our generation especially like the generations after us they're all about decluttering and like what is that word where you get rid of things that don't give you energy not feng shui but uh chi or what is it there's something about like if something's not giving you joy you get it out of your life like you just yes. remove it and i'm all about that yeah like margie with your friends and whatever uh-huh <laughs> uh. <laughs> Uh, so like, no. yeah, we talked about being a minimalist and uh, you see this huge trend now, like they, even on TV, they have like, Oh, tiny homes and like people living on sailboats and like, they're just com- like, you know, living off the grid. And, uh, so Eddie, you've done that, right? You've done, you, you do some pretty yeah. serious camping. Yeah. So what do you, what, yeah. what, what, what drew you to that?
1: So, you know, I, I first joined the boy Scouts when I was uh, thirteen. And, you know, through the Boy Scouts, I camped out one weekend out of the month from the age of 13 through uh, 18. So that just really gave me an appreciation of being out of nature. In addition to that, I was raised by a uh, end-of-the-world-as-we-know-it end the conspiracy theorist father who taught oh, me how to hunt. <laughs> wow. You know, so not only was I able to appreciate nature, uh, I was also taught how to kill and dress animals and what I mean by dress, not, you know, putting a tutu on them, but you know yeah, getting
0: yeah, them. Yeah, getting them and then um, and then using and probably yeah. using every piece of the animal too. Yeah.
1: Which by the way, I don't I don't appreciate. I mean, I'm glad that I was taught that, but it's something I don't it's, it's not like I'm gonna go do that to practice. Oh, you know, really? If yeah. I do it it's because I have to.
0: Are you a vegetarian?
1: <laughs> I am not. Um, I am not.
0: Yeah, no, I I have a lot of friends that are vegetarians. I have some that are vegetarian um, for health reasons. I have some that are vegetarians for uh, uh for environmental reasons. They like they like they want to yeah. breathe clean air and so they're just they decided to be vegetarians. And
1: I'd like to get to that point, you know, but I think no, I think I'm it's not,
0: fantastic. I have a hard time like I have a hard time letting yeah. go of certain things like cheese, like cheese. Me too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, having a having a half Italian background, it's really hard to be a vegetarian. And then but then again, like I, I love vegetables. I'm not anti-vegetable. Like, don't get me wrong. I love, and I can make meals upon meals upon meals on vegetables. I can mm-hmm. live days without eating any animal product. Um, I don't know if yeah. I can live a whole life like that, but I can definitely go days without it. I mean, I've gone plenty of, uh, yeah. you know, meatless nights, and um, and there's nothing wrong me with too. That. <laughs> Me too. Me <laughs> too. You're talking about men, right, Margie? <laughs> We're just talking about guys. (laughs) Why am I laughing? I guess I
2: am vegetarian then.
0: Well, so Eddie, so yeah, so Eddie, Margie's uh, recently, fun, I meal. yeah, she's recently fun employed, but my God, she's she's also missing the guy. This COVID has really put a damper. <laughs> COVID her,
2: is fucking me up, is, is
0: screwing up her it's dating, all of a her, her dating life. Well, not well, not you and I, Eddie. We we're like we get to bed with our with our significant others all the time. Like Margie's, like, damn, <laughs> she can't, another another lockdown. She can't go on any more dates or any dates. i um, oh, <laughs> But no, so uh, but no. I, I yeah, I can I can totally go like vegetarian or vegan for a while. I don't like the meat substitute thing though. Like I don't like when somebody's like, this is an engineered product that's designed to taste just like cheese, but it's made out of like almonds. I'm like,
1: yeah, no, no. don't. But fool have you me. tried the Impossible Burger?
0: I have. I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. But you know what else though? Like, yeah. if if I want to be vegan, then I don't want to eat a burger. Like I want to eat like grilled mushrooms and grilled eggplant. <laughs> and I want to eat beans. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? That's I don't, fair. don't fool yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly content. Dude, I love beans. Like, I can make a meal out of black like black bean stew, especially like Cuban black beans. Like, yeah,
1: I'm yeah, fine with uh, that. Arroz con habichuelas yeah. in Puerto Rico. Yeah,
0: oh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, so do you know what? Oh, in Cuba, they call, I don't know what they call it in Puerto Rico, but in Cuba, they call it um, moros y cristianos.
1: And yeah, it, the, the rice and beans.
0: Yeah, black beans. Did you know that, Margie? Yeah, black no, I didn't know that. So they call it Moors, and that's
1: and actually you know you know what the Moors are. Yeah, right? they're Moors. <laughs> Moors and Christians. So Margie, <laughs> Moors, not Moors. Racial. It's a very racial
0: it's, phrase. It, Margie, it's more, <laughs> Moors and Christians. So the Moors are the Muslims that came from <laughs> they're Muslim, Africa. Yeah, that came from what? Africa. Yeah. Okay, so Margie. Yeah. So FYI, Spain. Uh-huh had a lot of immigrants like in the 1300s where they mm-hmm. came from africa in fact for a long period of time spain Shit, was like, like
1: 900 years
0: yeah it was but wasn't it muslim there's like a lot of muslim architecture yeah they're muslim.
1: yeah they were north african muslims but they conquered spain for not into the years
0: 900 years was that long i didn't realize yeah, it was that long. Yes. Fuck, my history's terrible so margie spain was muslim for a long fucking time in fact uh what is it came- so rice comes from um the middle east that uh arroz, yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah
0: yeah 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 so uh but also the spices so like in it's funny because like in in uh south texas and in northern mexico they use a lot of cumin and my mom hates cumin she hates cumin she's like oh they use comino. it's not mexican it's not it's not traditional mexican i'm like well actually it's traditional Spanish. <laughs> like, and there's, there's Spain, there's Spanish dishes like they have, uh, there's a kebab. They make kebabs in Spain. Uh... And they're called Moorish kebabs, but the Moors are the blacks from from Africa. And in Cuba, yeah, the point they, is, yeah. in, in Cuba, yeah. they make rice with black beans and white rice. Yep. And guess which ones are the Moors and which ones are the Christians? It's fucked up. It's fucked up, but
1: it's like, that's what
0: the name is. Like, it, they don't fuck around. It's the blacks and the whites. And it's like, wow. Wow. <laughs> Popeye's calls but it.
1: It's a great dish. It is. So- and then You can a co- also look. You know,
0: go ahead, Eddie. Go right. ahead.
1: I was gonna. You can also look at it. You know, it's yes. You know, it's describing two different ethnicities, but it's a freaking dish, right? That no. is very popular and everybody loves to eat.
0: Yeah, and it's not even. I don't even think it's. I don't even think it's like the beans are more. Uh, the beans are African, and the the rice is from. No, it's not even that. I think no, they're just, just the they're colors. just fucking yeah, colors, white, yeah, Yeah, and it's like the white and the black. Like and it's like you know. Whatever, but for them, they called it the Moors and the Christians. Like the fucking sense of humor behind
1: it. Uh yeah,
0: right? And then like, you know, like well, Popeye sells red beans and rice, so it's like it's essentially the same shit, but they're not it calling is. it the yeah. blacks and the whites or the, the you know the the you know, it's <laughs> it's a little insensitive, but they still call it Moros y Cristianos. So there's a Cuban restaurant here that we go to every once in a while and you know, they'll, wow. they'll have the y Cristianos. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, we got off topic. What the how did that happen? What were we talking about?
1: We just have it a good time. Yeah, we are.
0: We're <laughs> So, yeah, so you started doing all the camping.
1: Yeah, the and, camping. And yeah, you, really, yeah.
0: you really got into that. So, and you still do that now, right?
1: Oh, big time. Yeah. No, we, uh, so my Subaru, so I job, I'm i not a lesbian, yeah. which is okay, you know, but I drive a Subaru. Um. I was told that that yeah, hey boy.
0: No, it's sorry. not a it's not a lesbian car. The Subarus are like a that's hipster car. Cute.
1: <laughs> no, like I've had man, I don't I can't tell you how many people have told me that as a joke and I'm sorry I said that.
0: No, like,
1: "Oh, you're not a lesbian." I'm like, well, i never uh, knew that, you know, but cuz in Texas nobody drives a Subaru." Ah,
0: uh, yeah, that's true. Well, young young people do. I don't know. I don't know. People there's a uh, no, you're right. In Texas, not a lot of people drive Subarus, but they're nobody drives a Subaru. <laughs> yeah,
1: no. no, they're good. You know, cars. So I've heard I've heard nasty jokes about that, you know. Um, but when I first moved to Tahoe, right after seminary, that's like the one car everybody drives, and not just because it's a nice car, which it is. <laughs> but it's because it, it know, lasts because long. of the, the the Alpine weather, you know. It's, yeah. You
0: need it. Yeah, your all-wheel drive. So my experience with yeah. Subaru. Uh, when I was working in Ohio, I was driving. I was telling Margie the last podcast. I had a I had a, a Mustang Cobra, and uh, oh. it was nice. It was a lot very fast, very very fast. But fucking dangerous as shit in like rolling hills yeah. with like ice and snow. Not the good, not the yeah. best car to drive with a standard transmission. Not the best to drive in snow. But oh, my, but my yeah. roommate. <laughs> Bought a Subaru Outback. It it was a hatch. It was not the hatch. It was the Outback. I think it was 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 the the wagon, but it had all-wheel drive.
1: Yeah, the Outback. And he was hauling. They all do. Yeah,
0: and he could haul ass all over in the ice and snow because, like, it was designed for that. Like, it was. It could. It didn't get stuck. It didn't spin out of control. Like, it was one of the safest cars to have in that you know shitty ass Ohio winters. So I totally get that. I totally get the super thing but also from a camping perspective like you don't always need like a jacked up you know rock trail truck to go oh god no no to go so i'll so
1: say so my subaru has a uh a roof rack so we have we installed a rooftop tent on oh, top of cool. that roof rack which i keep on there all the time so you know i'm driving around with a freaking box on top of my car so Um, when
0: when we get done send me a picture i'll put it on the podcast so when it when the podcast for sure yeah yeah for sure picture yeah
1: you know and actually recently just installed a a, a back cargo carrier as well so that i can put the ice chest in the you know behind the trunk so that i can put more shit inside the the vehicle
2: well you never know when you're going to use that camper you know what i mean like you can have like a hard night at the bar and just camp out at the bar oh
0: marty way to put some some, like common yeah (laughs) way to put some common or you can get an uber but whatever
1: so oh. I have not done that. <laughs> However, but, I have actually gone camping in Malibu on the Pacific, you know, Pacific Coast Highway, just pulling over yeah. where you see, where where they do not have the signs that say "overnight parking" because they do have a lot of signs as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so you just pull over. You know, pop the tent up. The cops will come by, which they do, and you'll get a warning saying that you got to leave within seventy two hours. Oh,
0: well, that's fine. You're going to spend the night, yeah. Which is
1: fun. I'm there for two nights, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I have, I'll, you know, I've got, we've got a porta potty with a little tent as well for that a privacy shelter. Uh, we also have a pop-up uh, pit, which is actually much better than a regular fire pit uh, because it's got an underdraft that makes sure that all of your coals are burned through and through.
0: So that you don't leave, and, like you don't leave lit coals. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. And it's got a, uh, a reflection thing uh, aluminum re- I don't know I don't know what it is it's, it's a reflection mat that reflects the heat away from the ground so it you know, does not burn the ground yeah so like I could actually put my hand under and it's just cool to the touch yeah so oh, you, have cool.
0: you won't yeah. leave a brush fire yeah you, yeah which is a problem yeah. in California Wow that's super cool
1: so, so I, man you know I've got that and then I use jet boil for my our, 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 our stove, and it's like what, stove It's like what, alcohol is just a water heater you know it's like boil a, water in a minute really
0: wow what so that? what do you what, okay so so you've got all that like basically ready to go and yeah and it's, yeah and so what is it pop-up 10 on the porta of camp my biggest fear about camping is i like to take a morning shit and like that's <clears> like and i'll tell you what to a fault too like i'm not gonna lie like this is embarrassing i'm gonna share it anyways so like one of the biggest problems I had, like hooking up with girls and, 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 and Eddie, if this makes you feel uncomfortable, please let me to stop. Margie's cool. With it, it is I not. I, <laughs> I relate with you. So like, <laughs> I have like, I have this biological clock that right when I wake up in the morning, it doesn't matter where I am. <laughs> like I got to do my business. And it's
1: like, I relate.
0: Yeah, and like, what the problem is, is like, if I go out, you know, one night, and I'm having a good time, and then I meet a girl, and let, let's say I go back to her place, which is always bad, but it's fine, because like, if I go back to her place, I would make, make sure I could leave, you know, before before I go to sleep, but let's yeah. just say I go to her place, and we have fun, and then I fall asleep on her bed, like, it doesn't matter if it's an hour, or two hours, or four, the minute I wake up, I have to shit, and I can't, like, Get out and drive home. (laughs) I have to shit. And so like Yeah. And it's like if you hook up and like when you're younger, like girls don't have these big houses with multi bathrooms. It's usually like it's I'm in their apartment.
1: An apartment. Apartment.
0: (laughs) And I have to shit in the toilet that's connected to their bedroom where they're still sleeping. And, like, yeah. I, and it's... It, it's uh, no door.
1: no, Yeah, or even with a, even night. with a
0: door, <laughs> even with a door, you know, I put the <laughs> vent on, and even now my wife's like, I can still hear everything in there. It's disgusting. Like, you need to eat, chew your food better. <laughs> Amy's like, you need to chew your food better. <laughs> She's like, the vent doesn't do any... The vent makes it quiet for you. She's like, I can hear everything. It's disgusting. <laughs> chew oh your food. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, Letty, let I empathize 100%. I'm uh, with you on that. <laughs> yeah i get it
0: and so like that's what always freaks me out about camping is like man where the hell do you? it's beautiful but fuck where do you shit and uh so yeah go on
1: yeah no so i'm with you on that that's that's how i am as well believe it or not (laughs) so you know so we bought you know we bought a privacy tent which is basically either for taking the shit in there or pissing or changing clothing Mm-hmm. So is Even it like you have a very small tent?
0: So is it like so short it, or is it tall? Is it like a pop up? Like a uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's of like tall. a portican,
1: like tall. Yeah, it's tall. I'll, I'll send you guys a photo. <laughs> yeah, it's tall. It's yeah. Tall, show sweater.
0: us where you shit in the woods, Eddie.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's also you can also use this for showering. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was uh, thinking about the same thing. Yeah, if we got that five gallon bag, so it's meant for that as well. Wow. You know, but we use it, basically, I mean, you know, I mean, I'll mean, i piss in the fucking trees. I don't care. Yeah, so you I'm know? guessing,
0: so I'm guessing that you probably, when you're camping for one or two days, you're not taking a shower, you're using, like, the wipe, the washcloth. Yeah, the, yeah, the, I, we the, use the wipes. Yeah. The wipes, yeah. So, all right, so, I was telling Eddie Margie, I've, I've gone sailing before, I've never spent the night on a sailboat, but it's not much different, like, you'll have a head, but there's not much to it, like, it's a port of yeah. like, it's just basically a toilet with a door and a sink. If you're lucky, mm-hmm. if you're fucking, lucky. Yeah, yeah. otherwise <laughs> it's a bailing bucket. <laughs> yeah, the only good thing is like as long as you're so many miles off the coast, you can basically dump your solids over over overboard. So uh, mm-hmm. that's that's okay. I mean, I, I would I don't think you throw the toilet paper, but like you just you know, the poop, whatever. Fish poop, poop in the water too. Oh, Anyways, I love it. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, yeah, Margie. Well, this, you know, that's why seafood's so expensive.
1: Anyway, it's, so it's I was told. It, it,
2: that
1: come back with like three eyes like, um, <laughs> <No>. bit. <laughs> and bit. No, for sushi. It's yum, natural. Yum, yum,
0: yum, yum. It's natural. Anyway. <laughs> uh, circle uh, of life. Circle of life. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, so so you're ready to like so you did you've done some like just on Pacific Coast Highway. I also had a friend I also had a friend try to bike cycle. What is it? It's highway one, right? Isn't that the highway yeah, number? Yeah, yeah. yeah, now, yeah he exactly, tried to yeah. he tried to bike down the Pacific Coast Highway. He had some hip issues and he had to quit. But like that was his plan. He was going to backpack, carry everything he needed, and just ride his bike all the way up the Pacific Coast Highway, and and it's basically drive. soak. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine it's amazing.
1: I've done it the whole the full the full drive. Oh really? How long Diego, did that Eureka. take? Yeah.
0: How long did that take?
1: Uh, it was a ten day trip for us wow uh, it's funny it was actually during that trip when i realized that i was going to divorce my ex-wife <laughs> yeah.
0: was she with you
1: <laughs> yeah oh. it was on her one year anniversary
0: <laughs> wow
1: Ten-day road trip yeah and it was when i was like oh my god
0: wow really like she was like was yeah. it like she was picking the music and you're like oh fuck it that's it like well how, how did you I mean, just... yeah
1: oh, I mean. was it
0: the pop-up
1: <laughs> no, no, we did not have that. No, that's that's the pop up is what I have now. This is way before then. Wow. No, I just I, I don't know. Uh, we just we were. I I, I just in different it was places. A gut feeling it was just a gut feeling. Well, yeah, yeah. I like mean, then that I decided that I was like, I'm not happy with this. You know, like though I'm having a great time because it was the first time that I saw redwoods.
0: Oh and wow!
1: If you've never seen redwoods, I mean it's. You know, you watch Return of the Jedi and Star Wars and with the Ewoks live. Yeah, that's... That that's... was actually filmed there.
0: Yeah, 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 I know that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's just breathtaking. You
1: know, and, like, I actually... <laughs> so I smuggled some joints from Texas to California back in 2009. And, you know, one of my joints was, was made just for that experience. I wanted to get in the Redwood Forest and smoke out.
0: Really wow. what was what was oh, special yeah, yeah. about it? it had like angel dust or like what was What was, was, was no,
1: the, the world's tallest trees,
0: but what was special about the joint that you had made like like you told the guy Make this one good or like what
1: what, what was No, it? no, I rolled it myself. I'm just like I saved this one. Oh, oh experience. Oh, okay you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Like, you made it. Um, I'm like, okay So I've seen these trees. They, they actually do exist. I thought that was just a Star Wars thing But no, they actually exist, you know coming from South Texas Mm-hmm. where mesquite is what 15 yeah, it's feet like, high
0: yeah exactly
1: you know yeah he um,
2: want to start talking to those trees
1: exactly <laughs> yeah I, you can't hug them they'll, yeah they'll, they'll, you know they'll sting you with a freaking anyway <laughs> you know but actually i mean i hugged i hugged a bunch of redwoods man you know like it was just uh what, I, what it was a mind-blowing experience. I will never forget. It was one of my it's probably one of my top 10 moments in life, you know, when that so, when I first saw a redwood tree.
0: What was it about it that you that drew you to? It was just the age, the size, the the smell, what
1: was it? I I would say the the immensity of it and the energy. Yeah.
2: Were you high at this point?
1: No. <laughs> what when, saw, when I first saw it, no. Uh no, when I first saw one, I was actually driving and you know we it was right north of San Francisco. We crossed the Golden Gate Bridge, Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, we went to the Muir, Muir Woods. Um I mean, I, I, I just could not Wow. I could not believe what I was seeing. That's I, I just, great. I, that, know, yeah. And, and and now I'm spoiled now. Living in California, like I yeah. you know, I can go hug a sequoia tree, I can go hug a redwood. Well, not wow. hug, because they're too wide.
0: Yeah.
1: But I see them, you know? And it's... But when I first saw that, man, like, it was... Uh... I cried. Wow. Yeah. Actually, I cried. That's what,
2: you know what? Honestly, Eddie, that's what I was telling Lenny um, during my... Or, you know, after my New Mexico trip. Like, I was passing through these ginormous mountains, and they were so beautiful, and I was telling him how This is in know, New
0: Mexico, by the way, Eddie. This is New Mexico.
2: New Mexico, no, yeah. Which is
1: beautiful. I've yeah. Got, I've got a lot of memories from there as well. Yeah. yeah.
2: It Keep was going, so man. so freaking beautiful. And I told Leonard like how these people just um they don't they don't take advantage of it, but they just um you know, they kind of take it for granted
1: their backyard. Yeah. They're used to it.
2: Yeah, they're used to it, exactly.
0: Do you think that when those people come to the valley, they're like, "Ooh, look at these mesquite, fifteen foot mesquite trees"? <laughs> uh, probably not.
1: Pro- I mean, probably I not. I can tell you how I felt when I first went to the valley from Puerto Rico.
0: Oh man, what did you think of the beach when you went from the Puerto Rican, like Caribbean ocean, <laughs> yeah. to fucking I South cried. Padre? Yeah, right. Amy did. The- so what's funny? Amy said the same thing. Amy grew up on like the the uh, Gulf Coast of Florida, and the Gulf Coast oh, of Florida God. is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And then she yeah. came to Gal or you know Galveston, whatever. She first saw it, she cried. She's like, "This is disgusting." It is. Like,
2: spot. It looks like shit everywhere.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you yeah. know what? It's I'm not. The, it's not fucking Texas's fault. That's just the way the shit comes out of the Mississippi Delta. Like you know what? Chill the fuck out. Anyways. All
1: right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, yes i agree yeah you know you know, know, for, coming, you know for, for going from paradise to that yeah but you know, but you know what change, you know but
0: you know what though like go try and work in oil and gas in fucking panama and see how much money you make you're not gonna make shit over there so like <laughs> good luck with that like you know what? It doesn't look very good here, but we're powering the fucking world out of all the energy we're doing. Hey,
1: this is from the eyes of an eleven-year-old. Yeah, I know, I know, I
0: know. I get, no, I, I understand. I totally get it. We went to South Padre Island too. From from going from like all the you know Acapulco and Cancun and all the the coastal yeah, beaches man. in Mexico. Yeah. Going to South Padre Island, like Jesus, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. Um, but we still went. Yeah. I mean, we skip. You know, we'd skip school and go there. Whatever, it was, it was fine. But um. All right, so I, we really need to, we need to kind of wrap this up because I want to, man. It's like I can keep going. So how about we do another follow up episode of this? Because Margie, are you satisfied or do you need more? I need more. What about you? I
2: need more. I need yeah. more,
0: Eddie. I do too. Um, I I um, want to. I, I kind of man. I need to think about the whole Uruguay thing too because, <laughs> dude, that's I've got, just I've,
1: I've, Uruguay was uh, that was one hell of a year. <sighs>
0: think about if you didn't yeah. have that black passport what kind of shit you would have gotten you wouldn't have come back
1: no i would not have wow. i would
0: not have wow I mean, all right yeah. well yeah. let's let's save a little bit more and then i want to talk a little bit more about uh i don't know we can talk so eddie and i we touched a little bit about uh you know I, I had an uncle that recently passed away we talked about a little bit of the sad stuff in life which i i i know is sad but it's also just a part of life but we can talk about that yeah. too i'd and, love to and I want to I want to get into all the stuff that you learned in seminary school. I'm guessing a lot of it was just how to relate to people and how to communicate to people. Is that about right?
1: For for me, it was. Yeah. You know, I mean, it all depended. You know, it, you know, some people went there to try to learn about doctrine, which I did my first semester. Mm-hmm. You know, but after being assigned different ministerial positions, I, I quickly realized that you know you you can learn everything you want about doctrine. Who gives a shit? The moment, you know, the moment you're holding somebody's hand before they pass away, doctrine does not matter.
0: What is doctrine? So what is is doctrine? What exactly is that?
1: So in the Catholic Church, um, you've got capital T tradition and lowercase tradition. Okay. Capital T tradition, you're looking at sacred scripture as it is and sacred tradition as it is. Uh, you know, so confirmation, baptism—that's capital T tradition. Yep. It's—I mean, you can maybe base it on scripture, and you probably could loosely, but it's tradition. Okay. Um, the traditions that I would argue the three of us were raised with do not fall under that. Oh, for sure. You know, having having to pray the rosary every day at three p.m., having to go to confession once a month. Um. Uh, you know, having to do three signs of the cross every time you walked inside a church—that is non-biblical. That is not even capital T tradition. That is something that is very cultural, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's called it's called cultural Catholicism. Hmm. And it's one hundred percent fine up until the moment that somebody uses that against you to try to put you down and make themselves feel that they are higher than you because. I pray my rosary every day uh, at 3 p.m.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which is what I would argue a lot. I would say maybe what 85% of Latin Americans experience that kind yeah. of, that that type of Catholicism. Yeah. yeah. I would agree. Which is, which is not, quite frankly, that's heretical. Huh. So <laughs> 600 years ago, people that did that would be burned at the stake.
0: Wow. <laughs> well, oh. <laughs> Wow.
1: I know it's very like I said that was very extreme,
0: and I'm not I'm not you know. Let I'm, me I'm ask not you. Let me ask you. <laughs> me, do you, Margie, Margie, too? What What do you guys think of? When well, this is not a political show, I mean, really, this is really this is a bullshit comedy show. But we get a lot of valuable information. What do you all think yeah. of the? What's your, What do you all think about the death penalty? I. Wait, wait, hang on, Eddie. Wait, Margie, you go first. I don't want your influence. I don't want, I don't want your answer to be influenced. What do you think, Margie? The
2: penalty, I think it's okay.
0: You like it? You're okay with it? You're cool? Especially especially if, if, the, if the guy was a if dick.
2: Wrong, if wrong, if you've done wrong, yeah. if you've killed murder especially, I think it's okay.
0: Yeah. And that's, yeah, yeah that's, 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 Eddie, what do you think?
1: So my personal belief agrees with you, Margie. Uh, you know, but my objective belief unfortunately disagrees with that, because if I'm if I'm going to value life the way I'm trying to value life, you know, from birth to death,
2: mm-hmm.
1: the way it should be naturally, it goes against that.
2: So you kind of conflicted? If
1: somebody raped my sisters and killed them, and they were then sentenced to death, I would be all elated about that, as a you know personally, because it's going to give me that satisfaction of knowing that that fucker got killed. Well, what about, what
0: about if you were able to be part of the firing squad and, and you got to participate in that? And I
1: I can't, I couldn't. Well, well,
0: I mean, to the same extent though, you're like the guy needs to suffer. And so like, you know, what if they're like, well, here's the gun, you pull the trigger.
1: You know, uh, if I wanted the guy to suffer and let him live forever,
0: <laughs> well, that's also true that's also but well, margie, what about you what, <laughs> what if what if not only did you get to do the that not only did we live in a society where the death penalty was okay but or because it is right now, but what if you it got is, to be yeah. the what if you got to be the executioner would you want to do that
2: I couldn't do that, I couldn't do that just because I believe in thou shalt
1: not kill,
0: oh. Well, I <laughs> think so. So you well, want somebody else? Old. I don't want. That's
1: I, a very ethical. That's the ethical dilemma. Right. I want somebody, and I think
0: that's what Eddie's talking about. Right? It's like I it want this. Is. I want this person to die, can, but I don't want yeah. the blood on my hands. Like I don't exactly. want to get my hands dirty.
1: And, and, exactly. And that's what. That's where, because of that, right there. If I had to make a decision, life or death, uh, if somebody killed, you know, somebody close to me,
2: uh-huh.
1: uh, I, I can't. I, I, I be, because of that right there. Oh, it, I, it, it, it is very difficult, and ethical questions like that are always difficult, yeah. which is what makes them ethical questions. I, uh, so I don't think...
0: Know? And what's funny, though, is I don't think that's a unique position. Like, I don't think what you guys are just saying is like, oh, you guys are so profound, and that's different. I think everybody's mm, like that. Yeah, I think yeah, everybody... Like, I think vengeance is a natural feeling that's that, that okay. a human that a human will have and in the heat of passion and you say and somebody kills it and then you can stab him back and like that's that you know that's the ro- there's some romance behind it. it's been romanticized and storytelling and whatnot sure. and i think i think that there's a lot of that to what we've been taught and and culturalized right but mm-hmm. i also don't think that humans have that in them to be murderous like i don't think exactly that, i don't yeah. you know so just just you, like when
1: you watch like uh, if you watch any movie where somebody exacts revenge yeah they never finish happy
0: no of course not
1: of course movie, not you know like or they're they're they're, they're scarred
0: right oh yeah. absolutely absolutely you're not humans are not you have to be trained there's a reason why like when people go into basic training they're trained this it's not like well this is the first experience like your natural experience is gonna be to want to kill this person and this is how you deal with it like no and then it's like we're still <laughs> learning about those effects right like we have people that are soldiers that are coming back after doing this and like mm-hmm. you know we had we did, ptsd wasn't a thing after <laughs> world war well it was but we just didn't know what it was called we just like well the war vets the are alcoholics there well, yeah, but I mean, like, the, you know, war that's vets, came, well, yeah, war vets <laughs> came back with, with alcohol, you know, they were alcoholics, because that's how they dealt with that shit, because we didn't know how to medically yeah. treat PTSD. We didn't have that. So we're still learning. I don't know. It's a good question. I, I, I just, it's, um, and it's a very divisive thing. And it really shouldn't be because I think everybody's <laughs> kind of in the same spot, like for the most part, people are like, yeah, if this guy killed my sister or my kid, then I would want him killed. And we didn't you even to,
2: have a day in court. Like yeah.
0: can,
1: but I don't I can't, pull the, can't pull the trigger,
0: but I don't want to pull the trigger. Yeah. Like, well, here's a gun. <laughs> yeah, do it.
1: I mean, <laughs> and like, I you know might say, people. you I might say,
0: people. yeah. And you exactly. might even say, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Hell yeah. I do it. And like, well, let's put him on his knees and then you can stand over him. We'll, we'll have his hands tied behind his back and then you can yeah. execute him. And to be yeah. honest, if anybody's really put in that situation and they're really being honest, I don't think, I think a majority of people would not be able to do it and I, and, for, I and, and i don't think that's and i think that's normal i, I think that's a, all both of those feelings are normal so i don't think it's very profound anyways man we could talk a lot about this shit but let's wrap it oh up oh my god
1: this is great
0: yeah we can, <laughs> we can we can we'll have a we'll have a part two and a part three and we can keep going about this because i think it's really cool i'd
1: love that if you guys are cool with that and your oh of course cool that, your friends, right. followers your friends yeah
0: for everybody yeah cool. it's it's, it's uh, there's like five people that listen to this so it's cool uh, <laughs>
2: don't forget
0: about that person in the Philippines. Oh, in Indonesia. Also, yeah, Eddie, there's, there's like one person in the Philippines, one in Indonesia. There's two in India, one in the UK, and then the rest in the United States. Anyways, whatever.
2: I a, love that. Hey, shout out. Yeah, shout out <laughs> to <laughs>
0: my Indonesian friends. Shout out Yo.
1: Out. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> next. Love you guys.
0: Yeah. yeah. Next time we'll drink an Indian or Indonesian drink. We'll figure out what they drink in the <laughs> Philippines. And we'll make that a cocktail. Anyways, no, let's wrap it up, but guys. This is fantastic. Let's do another yeah. one. Uh, we'll get it scheduled. And... Uh, uh, guys, Eddie, Margie, I love you guys both. This is really cool. Thank you so much. Love you
1: all as well, man. Yeah, thank you, guys. Eddie. Yeah. Thank uh, you all for your time. All right. Yeah, take you. care.
0: So what did you think? What did you think? of the, uh, First of all, I'm sorry to say, you look beautiful. You look really cute. Like your hair's down. Like you look, you look, you got makeup on. Uh this is natural. <laughs> this is natural. I should have told you Eddie's married, so I should have, or he's in a relationship. I should have told you. I hope that wasn't for Eddie's behalf. <laughs> no, it wasn't
2: at all. Wasn't at all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you look really cute, Margie. What you always do?
2: It's Miss Miss Stilio Man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. So what? Are you recording? Oh yeah, we're recording. Oh yeah, this okay. is totally recording. <laughs>
2: So I was going to text you dude like this is a pro tip, okay? Okay. So the morning after, you know, whatever. I needed you, you need to do your business, you need to shit.
0: Yeah.
2: So I don't know if maybe this isn't a pro tip. Maybe this is old news, right? Yeah. But like what you do is you get like a little wad of toilet paper, put uh-huh. it in the toilet. Okay? Before you do anything. Why? Put it's a little cushion for the
0: For the noise?
2: Yes. (laughs) So zero splashback.
0: (laughs) So it doesn't. So okay. So that 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 checks one of the boxes, right? There's three things you typically have to worry about. One is the sound of it hitting the water. Right. The other is the sound of it coming out of your butt. And then the other one is, I guess, the smell wow so you put you put a water, t- but then what if it over floods what if it over floods? Okay, they,
1: that's what, that's what
2: i was gonna say then
0: you fucking run you fucking you run
2: three or four squares that's all you need
0: to, to make your pillow yeah. <laughs> how do you know how do you know it's just that how do you how did you narrow it down like you've had some you've had some mistakes before that that clear <laughs> you had to clarify what yeah. That's insane so all right so good <laughs> good to know uh, and yes and this is on the recording so uh, good to know we will put uh, next time just, just to help the sound we'll put some wow. <laughs>
2: it's it's a muffle muffle
0: pad it's a muffle pad muffle (laughs) pad (laughs) well this is this is coming from somebody that spent a lot of nights in other guys bedrooms I guess or bathroom no no no, no, I you know
2: it's just I hate noise I hate it all right
0: one last question how did you learn did somebody teach you this or did you figure this out on your own no it's in a book
2: somebody taught me this okay (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Who taught you this?
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is the weirdest shit ever. Okay. So I, w- this is when I was living in Germany yeah. and, um, I went upstairs cause we were living in apartments on base and I went upstairs to this Filipina lady and I, you know, my stomach was rumbling and I said, you know what? I don't feel too good, but I'm a little embarrassed if I go use your restroom and she says, oh, no, 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 no. You put toilet paper there. And I'm like, toilet paper? Like, what? where? There's toilet paper in the water. And I'm like, why would I put toilet paper in the water, right? So, it's like, I, I played it off. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. we do this in
0: Texas all the time. Yeah. Like, I know what
2: you talking <laughs> So, then I put toilet paper in the toilet before I pooped. And I kid you not, it was the most silent shit ever I have had.
0: <laughs> oh, this is fucking and, gold.
2: Not, since that time, I always put toilet paper down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask Amy tonight if that's something that she's learned. Wow. Okay. That's a fucking like golden tip. That is a serious, like, we should get paid for that kind of shit. Um, so, what did you think of Eddie?
2: Dude. Like, seriously, I think we're going to need maybe four or five parts.
0: Yeah, right? There's a lot there.
2: There is. Totally, totally cool. I mean, awesome, awesome, awesome. His experiences are just mind-blowing. I'm kind of right? like, really? <laughs> here I was having sex making babies at 19. Here translating for the embassy. I'm like,
0: <laughs> Where did I go wrong? <laughs> Dude, seriously, when he's like... And like I said, I knew that he went to seminary school, like we kept up in Facebook and all that stuff. And, um, but you know, after high school, he's a high school friend. So like, you know, you keep in touch loosely and Facebook helps that, but like, you don't really maintain those relationships that much. And, um, but no, my God, it was like, when he was telling me this, I was like, good Lord, we're going to save all of this for the podcast. This is phenomenal. Anyways. Okay. Well, I I, I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to really quick to just catch up with you uh, and we're already like an hour and a half in and I got to do the intro piece, but listen, uh, yeah, I'm glad we got it worked out. I'm sorry about the internet. It might've been my internet. Uh, I'm glad we didn't the FaceTime now. we got to try that again, but dude, it was a good podcast. Yeah. We'll do some more. Um, it
2: was and, fun. I- I liked it, it I good
0: because you know i think like
2: on the catholicism part the three of us totally connected
0: oh sure yeah yeah me you loosely I mean? yeah um yeah i hope i hope we don't well we're probably gonna make some people mad i guess i don't know anyways i think it's fine um how uh, so besides that how are you doing how's everything with you good 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 good, 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 good.
2: yeah i'm good um I'll, i will be moving next week Oh, okay. So, right now, that's why I'm kind of like on my couch because you don't want to see the rest of my apartment. It's that's a mess.
0: A, that's I have okay. like
2: bins everywhere. Um. So, yeah, I'm just getting ready to move. Where are you moving to? Um, out by the rim.
0: Okay, okay. Oh, whatever. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> so, you got to cover some moving stuff, okay?
2: Yeah. Um. So, I mean, it's pretty far It's like kind of in the middle of nowhere
0: Is, well, wait a second Is going to have to change schools now?
2: No, no, no It's actually It's actually in his uh, school boundaries Within boundaries
0: yeah. Oh, okay Well, that's cool That's good mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so um, Yeah, moving next week And, you know, everything is just moving right along Pretty, pretty quickly So eh, I'm kind of like uh, The I'm rim, like a... that's
0: I-10 in station four. Mm-hmm. yeah okay, all right yeah well, that's cool, yeah, wow. all right everything
2: good hey, I think we may be coming to a second shutdown here in San Antonio,
0: yeah, oh, you think um <laughs> uh Amy and I are talking about whether or not they're gonna have school next uh fall. I don't i i la announced that they're not going to Atlanta said they're not going to. I'm like I'm thinking Texas is probably not gonna have school. Um I I was talking to somebody today and they're saying that their their friends that are teachers, if they go if they're told to go back to school, they won't. So I don't know, it's pretty scary.
2: It is scary. it, it is. I think um it was today that uh the school district sent out a um a survey uh-huh. for, was, that's the second survey. The first one they sent out late May, early June. Um, But it was just, you know, like, hey, this is where we're at, this is where the state's at, CDC, um, TEA, um, how do you feel about this, 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 and this? You know, and then um, took the second survey now that we're hitting our um, second rise in in cases. So, I don't know. I kind of said, like, I'm not too sure about sending my son back to school in August, um I think homeschooling for the I mean if things stayed as they are today I would be okay with homeschooling you know what I mean
0: yeah the only thing I was saying about today I was listening to the news and like New York just had the first day without any deaths Death. so Yeah. so maybe my assessment isn't right maybe this is something that we can get over um mm-hmm. I don't know how New York did it with his Heavily, densely populated as they, as they are, as they is. Uh, they is. They uh, is. I don't know how they're doing that, but, um, yeah, if we can pull that off, maybe. Um, I'm just thinking, though, that it's going to be <laughs> unlikely to get, um, to be able, I don't know, I think it's unlikely to be able to do that, but we'll see. I don't know. Anywho, well, I, I want to wrap this up. I need to do the intro piece, and and, and uh, I was just, like, I, I knew you were going to be like, what? What? get the fuck Daddy. out of
1: here uh, <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> and like damn it's like no big deal like yeah no it's just you know camp on the pacific coast highway because you know i got a tent in the car and then you know Port a can whatever it's no big deal <laughs> like, oh seminary school yeah i did that too yeah, i was a priest for a while i was almost a priest yeah uh-huh. and then, oh embassy yeah i know yeah i was yeah yeah no, the ambassador in uruguay yeah i know that too yeah yeah all that's done <laughs> barricades done that yeah oh yeah oh i broke (laughs) yeah right i i drove right through a barricade yeah no you never done that either oh no i did that yeah just the cops would tell me to stop and i said no i'm you know diplomatic immunity (laughs) all right anyways all right i'll schedule another one we'll get it under wraps but uh thank you so much you do a really good job i appreciate everything love you very much bye